Are you ready for a travel adventure? How about an exciting trip to Venice or an exhilarating experience in Bangkok? Maybe you were more about a culinary adventure in Barcelona or just a relaxing day cruising the canals of Amsterdam. Join the Professor Travel as he invites you on an epic excursion, one that has you traveling the globe with him. Come and experience a world of culture, a world of history and architecture, a world of food and experiences to broaden your mind and save you time and money as you travel. Learn more, discuss more, travel more, and enjoy life more. And now your host, The Professor Travel. Greetings, students, and welcome again to another episode of The Professor Travel. I am The Professor Travel. Um, again, we're here to help provide you with uh, quality information to help you through your travels. Uh, so whether that's to learn more about a destination, uh, to discuss it as a community, to ultimately travel to those destinations, and or to enjoy them, we want to be here to help you through this process. You can always reach me on my social media um, through theprofessortravel.com, which can also be the same reference point for Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. On Twitter, I can be found at theprofessortr1. And then on the blogger, blogger site, um, you can reach me at theprofessortravel at blogspot.com. Today, I have a very special guest with me. Um, our visiting professor today is Professor Jareth Camacho. Jareth, say hi to the members of the audience here. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so I worked with Jareth before. Um, we worked at the same college together for a while. Um, he, I think, kind of, we kind of had like a little bit of a competition in that we try to hit as many countries as possible. He's leading me right now by, I think, about three or four countries. Um, but Jareth, tell, um, tell my students a little bit about your credentials. Sure. Well, I work at the University of Phoenix. Uh, I've been there seven years. I was a finance advisor and recently became an analyst uh, for the business support side. I am currently in my MBA and uh, I am finishing that March 9th of next year. Congratulations. Thank you. So uh, for purposes of this specific podcast and vlog, we were going to talk about your trip to Costa Rica, which is one of those sites I know that a lot of people have just these really magical ideas about it, like with the rainforest and all that kind of stuff. Can you tell me a little bit about why you chose that location? Sure. Uh, well, I am originally from Mexico, Mexico City. And I thought, well, I speak the language. And um, it's even though it's a Spanish-speaking country, it, it is a different culture. And uh, we share a lot, a lot of things in common. Uh, but part of it was the tourism. Uh, you hear Costa Rica for everything. Uh, you even hear about Jurassic Park. Uh, it's a nebula or nebulada uh, island. And uh, so even though it was filmed in Hawaii, but the point is it's, it's a beautiful place. And I wanted to see green. I wanted to see, I wanted to hear the different accents because that's all I, I love different cultures, accents and foods. Oh. Um, so I wanted to see slots and <laughs> that's where they're from. And so after watching Zootopia, it's kind of a little bit of a, you know what? I, I kind of want to go to a place that I've never been to. And uh, I chose Costa Rica. Nice. Or Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Yeah. So tell me, sir, um, when you tend to travel, are you more of a rural traveler and that you like a lot of country? Or are you more of a city traveler where you like a little bit more city? Is there a healthy mix of the two? Like, because I can tell you personally, I'm more of a city person than a rural person. 
I, I don't know. What, what is your take? I would put myself right in the middle, actually, okay. because I really enjoy nature. Um, I love China, and I thought of China as a very industrious place, which it is. But I never thought of it on, on the rural side, the countryside, which is rich in, in beauty and nature. So I would put myself right in the middle, me being from the largest city of, of the Americas. Mexico City is huge. I enjoy city living as well. Excellent. Um, but I would put myself right in the middle. Okay, cool. So when you were starting to plan this vacation, about how long did you get to plan the vacation? Um, when you thought about, from the moment you said, hey, I want to go there, how long did you start to research the destination and start to look into purchasing your transportation to get there? That's a good question. There are uh, places that take me uh, eight months before I go, like China, because they require visa. And there are places that, whether they require visa or not, it's like spontaneous. Uh, I remember going to Italy and literally I had no clue that I was going to Italy until three days before. Oh my gosh. That's and this is back in 2011. Wow. Yeah. So, but that's another story. Italy was amazing too. And I, I love Italy. Um, but I had no, no clue that I was going to go. I got an email. This is back in 2011. Uh, it was with my American Express credit card. I got a, an email saying, hey, we have a promotion and you qualify for this. It was pretty much a concierge service, and, and, and they mentioned that it would be uh, included with, with this benefit to be part of this. Um, it was a beta team. Okay. Um, and um, long story short, I paid like eleven or $1,200 for airfare round trip, including accommodations, and it was 11 days. But again, that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Costa Rica. Believe back me, to Costa Rica. I, definitely, I just got back from Italy myself, so I mean, I definitely will have a lot to talk to you about on that we can definitely hit on that, but I definitely want to know everything there is to know about Costa Rica. So we're going to get into those. In just a yeah. Um, now, so, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say to Costa Rica, back to Costa Rica, it probably took about a month or two um, to plan it. Okay. Um, but it doesn't always take that long. I mean, I could, I could do as early as a week of anticipation. Wow. Yeah. I'm one of these people that I like to look at like these travel aggregator sites and I usually do a, a ton of in-depth research and, start to compare things. I'm very, I, in my relationship, I am the organizer. So I'll organize tours, I'll organize flights, I'll, I'll plan things out six months to a year to maybe even more than that in advance, depending upon where we're going. But it sounds like you had a really good idea of, hey, I want to go to Costa Rica and or Costa Rica, and I just want to make sure to dig in and, and take care of it right away. Were, was there a visa re requirement for Costa Rica? I didn't know if there was or not. No, um, it, it always, I always recommend this, uh, it's an app that you can download either um, the App Store or Google Play, and uh, it's called Travisa, T-R-A-V-I-S-A. Travisa, okay. Travisa, and then you put your citizenship, and then you put where you want to go and the purpose. So it could be business, could be uh, leisure, and um, typically for tourism, um, when you have the American citizenship, it's actually a pretty good citizen citizenship to have because there are many, many countries that don't require visa to Americans. So for Costa Rica, no, you don't. You don't need a visa if you're an American citizen. Okay, cool. Now, I know there's uh, with Costa Rica and as with a lot of uh, South America as well, there is a, a very flourishing rainforest. Um, but with that, sometimes there are... I can't hear you. Your audio went off. Oh, can you hear me okay? 
Can you hear me okay? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, I can. I can't hear you. All right, hold on a second. Uh, let's see what happened. Hmm. Okay, so we're back. Uh, we had a little technical issue there, but I think we're back and we're okay. Um, Jareth was talking to us about a site that he uses in order to compare visas. Um, again, the name of the site, just for viewers that just came in on this. Sure. So it's uh, it's called Travisa, T-R-A-V-I-S-A. Okay. And it's uh, it's an app that you can download, and then you put your citizenship, you put where you want to go, and uh, the purpose of your trip. Okay, perfect. Now, the other thing I wanted to touch base with you on as well is I know that sometimes when you travel to more rural locations, you might need to have certain travel medications, uh, malaria stuff. Was that the case in Costa Rica at all, or did you need anything like that? Fortunately, not. Um, not that I was, I mean, not that I'm aware of. Um, I was fine and uh, didn't need any, any type of medication. Okay, that's perfectly cool. All right, so now we're going to start to talk about the vacation itself. Um, so when you're prepacking, and I think I may mention to you uh, this earlier, my husband is this incredible packer and in that he brings suitcases upon suitcases upon suitcases. I would be happy with just a small, like overnighter or something like that. What do you typically bring when you go on trips? I am a light packer. Uh, so I bring, so I typically go one to two weeks, right? You always classify, is this a road trip? Is this a one week trip or is this a two week trip mm-hmm. or more? So if it's more than nine days, because I always pack, it's a rule. I pack for eight or nine days, even if I'm gone for two weeks. And then I find laundry uh, services uh, where I go. I find it less expensive and more convenient uh, because it's you don't have to be carrying all your luggage. If you're going from one hotel to another, Um, if you're going to go hiking, uh, it's not too much. Like when I went to China and I went to see the rice fields. Yeah. There was no service to, there was no shuttle or anything, no helicopter. I guess if you were rich, you could take a helicopter up there. Um, you had to hike. And I just couldn't imagine carrying luggage with you, like a huge, you know, uh, luggage. So I always take this one. Speaking of, I actually have this. It's uh, Osprey. You can buy it at um, REI. Okay. And uh, it's about $159, but it has lifetime warranty. Okay. And uh, it's amazing. Um, it becomes literally like not only the typical backpack, but if you open it, it becomes um, accessible, like immediately accessible to everything. Is it collapsible where you can like keep things in there pretty easily and they just unfold it or how does it work? Yeah. Yeah. You just uh, zip it up all the way here and uh, and then it becomes just a regular backpack or it can become a, a, an actual luggage. The one that's a little more traditional Yeah, and you have access to the entire you know, for all your clothes. And it has another compartment here. And that's where I keep all of my, my easy access stuff, like documents, speaking of another case. I have this, this is where I keep all of my, my pass, my two passports, because I got dual citizenship and uh, my global entry and so on. You know, I was going to ask you if you were global entry. I know a lot of people who travel outside the States who go and pay for global entry. It just makes it much more I know I do, so... I kind of, I'm, I'm on that same boat and I read, and to my students, I always recommend if you think you're going to travel outside of the U S on a fairly regular basis, I would definitely mm-hmm. invest in global entry oh, yeah. a five-year um, opportunity. Um, and I think it's like, I think it's like 150 bucks and you just have to sit for a meeting with the department of Homeland security. 
uh, go through the interview process, and then usually in, in about a month or so, you'll receive your right. little badge that it's like global a global entry card. Yeah, and you just, it's it's a very easy process. It's a little bit uh, lengthy because you have to go through all the steps, but it's really easy. And uh, just as a little tip, um, if you are into um, premium credit cards, I'm, I'm a credit card uh, freak. I, I always research everything. And um, if you have a premium credit card, uh, could be a Chase, Sapphire Reserve, CD Prestige, American Platinum, American Express Platinum card, they actually give the benefit of um, you pay with that credit card and uh, they waive that or they reimburse you for the $100 fee. Oh my gosh. That's a global entry. That's nice. Do they do the same with TSA PreCheck or is it just global entry? Yeah. So the, the best way to do both is to apply for a global entry with TSA. Okay. So it's a bundle of $100 for both as opposed to 100 or $80 for TSA and 100 for global entry. You can do a bundle. Okay. That's nice. I, I, that's good information for my listeners to know. So thank you for that. Um, so when you, so you're out of Phoenix, which means you probably traveled out of Sky Harbor Airport, correct? Correct. Okay. So now in order to, do you park at the airport or you just have someone drop you off? How do you usually do that? Uh, well, working at the University of Phoenix, when I go by myself, mm-hmm. um, I have parked, I have left my part, my, my car parked there. And if it's like a, maybe like a, a week trip, and if it's like a family reunion or something, but if it's going to be a longer trip, um, I just have someone drop me off. And for those, for those, of my students who don't know, the university of Phoenix has multiple buildings around the Phoenix area and sky Harbor is probably what five minutes from five minutes away. Yeah. yeah. So it's very easy to get to that. So, um, so let's talk about the trip to Costa Rica then. Okay. Yes. Uh, do you remember which airline you flew on in order to get to Costa Rica? I'm going to say was American Airlines. Okay. Now, are you a American Airline? Um, do you have like, are you, do you have with them? Advantage? Yes. Okay. I pretty much sign up. I don't know if it's because I'm OCD, but I sign up with almost every airline, even if it's a, a Japanese or Chinese airline that I flew once, I still sign up if it's free. <laughs> if well, it's free, I'll sign up. The advantage to that, and I, and I do the same thing, by the way, that you do. Uh, the advantage to that is, if say, for example, two years down the line, you decide to go back on that airline because it's going to a destination that you want to go to, you've already started to build up a reserve of frequent flyer on there. Right. Um, I, I, I guess there's, I don't know. What do you think, Jared? Is it one of those things where, because I, I have some people who are so loyal to one specific airline, they almost never fly on any other airlines, or maybe they'll stay within like the Star Alliance or something like that. I'm, I'm not very finicky on you know, I, I can go with anybody as far as I'm concerned. I just, I, I like to do what you were suggesting, which is get frequent flyers on pretty much anything I do. Correct. I think, I mean, I, I would say I'm loyal to three main airlines. Um, that, that being American Airlines, United and uh, Delta, okay. the, the top three, but I can also fly any, I mean, as long as uh, they have, good comfortable and clean airplanes then that's that's fine um but i would i i go with whoever gives me the best rate i mean i if american airlines is telling me i give you a non-stop flight to mexico city for seven hundred dollars but southwest says half half off and uh, it's just one layover for an hour 
<laughs> I'll take the half off. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and especially if it's not that far. Um, but then again, I'm, how far is Costa Rica? And, and where, you have to go directly from Phoenix or do you have another stopover location? You know, that's a good question. I was actually trying to find my itinerary for Costa Rica and I can't remember if there was a layover. I think there was okay. within the US. I think it was Phoenix, uh, might have might have been Houston, Phoenix, okay. Houston, and then Houston, uh, San Jose Airport. And then so, there. right, it, no, San Jose, Costa Rica. That's actually the city, yeah. um, and uh, it was probably about six hour flight. That's not too bad. No, not too bad. Yeah. So you so you arrive in Costa. Oh, before you arrive, I'm sorry. Um, did you did you fly coach? Did you fly business first class pri- uh, premium of any sort, or did you just look for the best coach? Company? I've I've, I've <laughs> <flew> coach. Yeah, <laughs> I've only flown uh, business first once, and it was because the airline made a mistake. Okay. And they they just stopped actually twice. One was because they didn't have any space. They only had one seat to Spain. It was actually amazing too. I was like, wow, I I, I paid coach for a first class and the other one was to Hawaii I used my miles and it was just they had a promotion okay. for 5,000 more miles and it was insane amazing that the, the accommodations I went from just passenger Jareth to like Mr. Camacho oh wow <laughs> they knew my name and everything um very good okay so you arrive in San Jose um when you arrived did you have any um like a pre-vacation destination within that city before you headed out to different locations or did you just like grab a rental car? Did you jump on a bus? What was, what was your itinerary going to be when you were in Costa Rica? So I rented a car and uh, I have to say it is actually a pretty uh, something that I have to say Costa Rica is easy to, to navigate. Um, it is a little bit rural. Uh, if you, if you've gone to Ireland, it's going to be a little bit similar to how, you go from one city to another. You okay. see a lot of countryside, but there are uh, highways and there are just maybe two lane highways, uh, but it's pretty easy to navigate and it's a safe country. I have to say uh, that's one of the things that I like a lot. Uh, you don't feel unsafe okay. at any point. And um, I did rent a car for the 11 days I was there, um, picked up the car and there are, t- although I already have a, a, an itinerary set up, I like to kind of leave one or two days for whatever I want, whether it's relaxation or just let's go explore whatever, you know, I find to be interesting. Um, like ceviche, I went to eat ceviche and it's delicious. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it, uh, frankly. I, I totally agree with you. And I'm a foodie, by the way. I, I, I've lost quite a lot of weight since I worked with you, but even still. I can tell. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) and it's great to go to some of these places that you go to where you hike a lot because you're actually, you can eat a lot of food and then you're still burning off the calories. They do that a lot in Europe, but I mean, I can imagine it's probably same, like what you're saying in China where you had to do a lot of rural hiking or so yeah, I mean, don't get, don't get used to a lot of these like conveniences that we have in the States because in many of these places you you have to like get out and, and, and move around. That is not to deter you from doing that. That is, that is actually part of the charm of understanding the culture and realizing what an amazing place you're visiting and really taking in the locals, getting looks at, you know, the, the community, 
maybe petting a sloth or doing something like that. Right. <laughs> I didn't get to do that. I wanted to, but I saw, I, <laughs> I saw several of them and I have pictures and videos. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I, and in fact, I'm going to link your uh, Facebook over to uh, my students as well. So that way, if they do want to take a look at some of your pictures, if those are available, I, you got many, many travel pictures available for people to see. And, I, and you know what? I, I got to work on that again because I actually stopped. I don't have my Egypt or Jordan or Brazil or I, I just stop uploading because I get so busy and I forget. So I will have to. I, I don't know if I have the Costa Rica pictures uploaded yet, but I, I will for sure. Okay, perfect. So let's talk a little bit about the itinerary. Let me let me hand this over to you at this point and tell me a little bit about like different spots you went to and maybe one thing that you that you took away from each location that you went to. Sure. So there it was like a little triangle, um, triangle square trapezoid. <laughs> it was more like three or four destinations, uh, but it was uh, I arrived to San Jose and. Um, I just kind of browsed the city to see what's there. I walked around a little bit and then uh, drove to Arenal, which is north. That's where you see the volcano. And it's amazing because you I just remember this. Uh, and I went with a friend, by the way. Um, we actually saw monkeys in and, and Arenal. And it was... But it wasn't just the sighting that was crazy because I saw monkeys in um, Thailand and I'm sure you saw them too, yeah. right? It, it's impressive to see them like face to face. It's just but so different, you know, for us to see that. It's, it's amazing, yes. And uh, the most impressive thing was actually the sounds that they made. It wasn't a typical monkey sound that you're used to that you hear in a child's book, you know. <laughs> it was like a very aggressive, almost like, chimpanzee gorilla ish like going like this almost but it's not that it's i forgot the name of of the of the um, monkey <laughs> that that they have but it, they make a sound that sounds very very like as if you were screaming but like deep like oh. <laughs> like really, really and it was only at night and i was like what is that to the point that i we didn't know that it was an animal we thought it was an actual person and i was like well, what is that and then eventually we learned that this sound is like a mating sound. And, and trust me, I watch a lot of documentaries. I love watching National Geographic Discovery Channel, but that was something I had never heard. Oh, wow. So it's, it must be a specific type of monkey and I'll, I'll have to find out because I completely forgot the name of the, of the species. Oh, see, now you're getting me curious about this. Yeah, it's super, super awesome. And, and I, we, we stayed at a cabin uh, oh. facing, facing the rainforest. Oh, wow. At the very top, very uh, close to that in the volcano, but uh, not in, but you know, on top. <laughs> I would imagine yeah. inside the volcano. <laughs> yeah, no, not inside the volcano, but around. Uh, and you can see the the rainforest. It's a uh, pretty awesome sightings, um, and it's almost it's very cloudy, very very cloudy. Okay. So it's really cool. Excellent. And um, along your trip, like, what was the cuisine like? What what kind of foods did you eat? So I was expecting to to taste a very different, unique uh, plates. And I'm sure they have plenty, but they, there's one that they have the most. Just how Americans are known for burgers and pizza, yeah. right? Or barbecue. And Mexicans would be more like tacos or quesadillas, carne asada. Yeah. They have, uh, ah, I forget, it's rice with beans okay. and chicken. And it's pretty delicious. It's called Mugayo. 
it's not pico de gallo which is what's coming to mind yeah. uh, but i i will it'll come it'll come back to me but um it's something gallo okay um and and then it's uh it's pretty delicious but it's it has rice it has beans and and then it has um chicken but um it was actually found everywhere like everywhere that's like the taco of costa rica Okay. Um, ceviche is also pretty awesome. They have a different style. It's not the same ceviche that that we've seen here in the U.S. Uh, okay. It doesn't. It doesn't have tomato. Um, okay. And it's significantly more citrusy, which I like. I like citrusy. I like the lime juice, and it's literally marinated in lime juice. Well, so and that's, that's how. It, for for my students who have never had ceviche before, that's kind of how they cook it because it's basically like a raw fish. But right. Right marinating it in this lime and that's what's actually the natural juices are actually cooking to a certain mm-hmm. extent i mean if that's right. what you call it this whether it's fish or or shrimp or whatever kind of thing that you're having it's actually taking the time to actually cook that for for you while you're doing that right so really good um so where else did you go after the volcano location uh then we went to uh well it was arenal and then monteverde and then uh, from Monteverde, we went to uh, Manuel Antonio Park. It's a national park. And that's where you see all the the, um, the slow creatures that just left my brain. <laughs> I was like thinking of, uh, it's funny because I'm still trying to remember the name of that dish. And it's like my brain's thinking of those two things at the same time. And it's like now that the word left, slots is what I wanted to, to oh. say. Slots <laughs> or perezosos in, in Spanish. Okay. So those are amazing creatures. Uh, they are slow, but not as slow as they depict them. Yeah. Like the movie Zootopia, the way they depict them, like at the MVD scene. Yes, it's hilarious. And yes, they move slow, but they don't move that slow. Oh, yeah, they are a little bit like, they, they crawl, basically. They're, yes, they crawl. They're, they're, yeah. they're not like in slow motion or anything like that. Right. And they're actually, funny enough, even though they are something, my takeaway from, from that, uh, from the slots is that they're not lazy at all. Uh, in order to use the restroom <laughs> to go putty, they actually go all, they don't just pee or poop up there. They, <laughs> they take the time, even if, I, I don't know how it works when it's an emergency, but they take their time to go all the way down and find a place far away from the tree to do their physiological necessities there. Yeah. And they come back up to their tree. There's a reason behind it. It's to avoid predators from smelling. Because ah. if they immediately see the, you know, their stuff <laughs> at the bottom of the tree, that just means, oh, meat's up there. Yep. So that's what they do to okay. deceive. So you went to the national park. You got a good look at some really amazing animals, right? Yes. Uh, amazing. And frogs as well. The, the typical, that's like the typical um I'm going to say creature or picture of uh, Costa Rica is going to be the frog, like the rainforest cafe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have well, a, a frog. Are, those ones are poisonous though, right? They're not, those aren't the ones you encounter. You know, some of them are. In fact, actually one of the most poisonous uh, frogs is in Costa Rica. Yes. Oh, and okay. they're very colorful. But uh, the tour, I took a, it's not a tour, but it's more like a, like a little, I'm going to say, yes, it's a, it's a little tour, but it wasn't like a planned one. It was just, a, you know, a family that was there and, and they actually 
invited us to come over and watch in the back the backyard to to see the frogs and it was a huge when i say backyard i don't mean like you know just like oh yeah just typical sized backyard i mean it was the whole mount almost and uh and they knew what you know what what each species was and that we we took uh um, some lanterns and, and flashlights and it was really really cool to to see all the different uh, uh, species of frogs. Excellent. All right. Any other destinations before you had to go head back to San Jose? Um, well, it, so at uh, the uh, Manuel Antonio National Park, mm-hmm. um, as far as, I don't know if we've covered accommodations or is this part of the... Well, yeah, I was going to ask you about the accommodations as well in just a second, but um, as far as... The- oh, well, then we'll cover it when yeah. we come to it. But um, yeah, so I saw... Um, we saw two, is it toucans, toucans? Yeah. Toucans, yeah. Pretty awesome creatures as well. It's just weird to see them in person. Were they a little vicious or? or? No, 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 no. They, they actually minded their own business. They were a little bit farther from, from the pool area, which was going to bring me to the accommodation. But it's, it was a very nice, a very, very nice view uh, from the pool of the hotel. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we could see literally a lot of toucans flying around. And, and they looked pretty large uh, when they're very nearby. I'm like, oh, pterodactyl. You can tell <laughs> it's like, you can tell that's like their ancestry. Like 100, they're huge birds and, and their their beaks are pretty huge. Oh, yeah. so it's, it's colorful. They're nice. And they make weird sounds that you couldn't replicate or I couldn't replicate. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I tried. It's just like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's get into the accommodations really quick, since I know that's an area that you were definitely wanted to touch base on. Where did, obviously in the first location you stayed in a cabin. Um, this sounds like you were in a hotel over here, though. Yeah. So th- that was at the national park. Okay. Um, anytime I travel, I like to do a combination, or I like to treat myself. Although I'm kind of already treating myself by traveling. Yeah. Uh, I treat myself to one very fancy five-star hotel, four or five-star hotel, um, once every trip, even if it's just one night, mm-hmm. even if it's one night. Uh, Cambodia, I had the opportunity to do three or four nights because it was extremely affordable. I was impressed by five-star accommodation. But for Costa Rica, I stayed uh, two nights, okay. and it was uh, the name of the hotel was, I wrote it down because that was like, uh, it's called Mariposa or Mariposa. <laughs> a butterfly in English and it was the views were just amazing uh the pool has one of those etch pools you call them oh uh the ones that like um like the infinity pools basically yes infinity pools and you could see it's like you're swimming and then if you go low enough you see the ocean and it's like you feel like you're although it's different elevation it's just an amazing experience and you see all of that's how we saw the the toucans because cool. the, the the elevation was just way up high here, and it was really really cool. Um, oh, so I recommend that over there, by the way. Or what's that? Did they have a restaurant at the hotel directly. Yes, uh, there were there was a restaurant at the rooftop, and there was uh, in the pool there was a little bar. Okay, cool. Um, inside the pool, and it's really cool too because uh, if you don't drink, uh, they have. I, I was like amazed that that they they their menu was very American friendly. Um, so they have like pizza, they had burgers, uh, they had the, um, 
they had uh, quesadillas and as soon as i ordered mine they're like oh you're from mexico they were so like because it's funny how you can you can identify by the accent immediately after i said a word it's like you're mexican i'm like yep <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah very good okay so uh where did you go after this um after the uh uh, after Manuel Antonio National Park, uh, then we drove. Uh, it was a long drive, actually. I remember it being like six hours, oh, four wow. and a half to six hours, uh, back to San Jose, the capital. Okay, perfect. And did you spend any time in San Jose, or did you uh, just pretty much jump on a flight? You know, it, because this particular destination, I thought. I mean, of course, San Jose is a big city, and it's the capital, and it's industrious, and you know, it's the. the it's nice, nice places to visit, malls and everything. But I wanted to to see Costa Rica not because of of its capital. I wanted to see Costa Rica because of its if its biodiversity and you know all the green beauty, uh, nature stuff. But um, I didn't spend too much time in in San Jose, which I should have. But I only spent about a day total. So I just visited a few shops, and uh, I just every time I go to a big city because it has all the amenities that we're used to, I no longer necessarily see it as a trip, if you know what I mean. Although it's different food, different language, different currency. Um, if I go from Phoenix to Frankfurt in Germany, I, it doesn't feel so much like, a, like an actual experience because for me, is I want to go to Bar- Barbaria or something that's completely different from Phoenix. Yeah. Just as an example. No, that, that doesn't. That makes total sense. I, <laughs> I I like and I enjoy getting different culture, and I can see it even going from urban location to urban location. Um, it just depends on how how completely different the culture is, how right. how foreign it is to my taste, at least, and then uh, being able to get a better idea from from looking at that and, and really and saying, okay, well here are the similarities, but here are all the differences. And these are the things mm-hmm. I enjoy. And, and yeah. taking the time to immerse myself in the different types of food, the history, the art, all the different things that go on in a different location. So it's really kind of cool to experience that, I feel at least. Um, that being said, I was going to also ask, uh, when you did this trip, did you have any pre-planned vacation, uh, like excursions? I know you said that that one family kind of adopted you and and and... and when you were there and you got a chance to see the frogs, uh, was that already pre-planned ahead of time? Or was it just like, as you were going along this, this journey, as you were going along this drive, you basically took in the different spots and just the experiences that came along with that. Right. It was just, it wasn't pre-planned. It was just as, as it happened. And I noticed that, uh, because tourism is huge in Costa Rica, you'll notice that there isn't a lot of, um, I'm even going to say income disparity. So you go from that's, and I think that's one of the reasons why it may be a very safe country. Um, you don't see at all a lot, a lot of uh, this, like, you know, when you go to like China or other places, you see different um, areas that may, may be a little bit better than other areas here. It was very similar all across the board. And I see a lot of family owned businesses, a lot, a lot of the, road trip we went through it literally is family owned you don't see a lot of big corporations it's almost very very small businesses all over and that's how this family that i mentioned uh they did have a business and and it wasn't like oh we're gonna book this uh, it was more like a uh 
come in and if you enjoy it, well, let's have a cup of coffee, very, very casual and feel free to donate. And it was, it seems like they were doing very well off. I mean, they're, the front of their house is beautiful. And clearly their backyard was a mountain. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Irrigation system included naturally. <laughs> so let's talk about then um, you're now in San Jose and you're getting ready to head back. Um, what was the return like? What was the passport control like? What was, uh, what, what, what was customs like when you had to head back? Um, customs was uh, fairly easy. Um, I, I remember just answering the, the typical questions like, uh, how long were you here? What was the purpose of your visit? Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. It wasn't anything difficult at all. Sounds pretty easy then. Yeah, it was pretty easy. Nice. Did you find that the global entry saved you time or was this one of those things that you, you didn't really notice the difference too much? Oh no, it's uh, I, I love global entry because even if I'm the last one to get out of the airplane, or the first, I there's literally five to six people at the very, very craziest uh, when it's like a busy, busy day. And, uh, and I go through like within five or 10 minutes at most versus when I don't have it, it's 15 minutes to an hour. I mean, I've, I remember spending about an hour coming back from, from a, like from Spain. I was, yeah, it was Spain. That was crazy to come back. It was, I remember it really took like, 45 minutes after passing. So we're talking, we went through security, the typical security and then pre-boarding already in the airport. It was another security check of 45 minutes or so. Then when we came back to the States, it was crazy. It literally was, I think the most intensive search (laughs) ever. Wow. All right. So then let's move on to some takeaways really quick. I'm, I'm curious uh, from this trip and based on your experience, what did you find as the pros? And I won't say cons, but maybe what are some things that kind of surprised you that you maybe wish you would have known more about before you went? And then if you can, at least for my students, maybe talk to us about some value adds, um, maybe some cost savings or some best practices that you experienced during this trip. Okay. I would say, um, Something that I noticed is it's not a, a it's not inexpensive it's it's not cheap to to travel to Costa Rica because uh, most of the tourism comes from the U.S. most of it so that does bring prices up in terms of well we know you bring dollars and we know that you probably have the the ability to to afford all of this. It's it's kind of a good bad thing at the same time because it shouldn't be based on on that. But yeah, tourism's huge, so they they it, it's not cheap to go to Costa Rica. Um, my takeaway for the whole country is well, I love their ceviche. Um, they're warm. They're warm people. They're very nice. Um, everyone you talk to, they're just awesome. Um, I don't remember running into any type of issue at all. Uh, friendly, uh, very safe. That's one of the main takeaways of a very safe country. So um, you, I apologize, there's a little bit of background noise. That's okay. So you felt comfortable there. It seemed like a really- Very comfortable. For people um, by themselves or with, that, with groups or with children, they don't really have a lot to worry about, you wouldn't feel? Correct. It's it's very safe, uh, in my opinion. And something that I, uh, another uh, thing that I really liked, uh, their currency. I don't know if you remember, I showed you my uh, 
currency collection. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love foreign currency. I've been collecting currency since I was 12. Oh. Uh, so I have at least one bill from almost pretty much every country uh, that not the new ones because there are some new countries that just I haven't gotten a, a chance to to collect it from but um, their currency is beautiful it, it, it represents what th- it just represents Costa Rica so good in terms of their biodiversity yes. and their, how colorful the country is awesome um, any uh, cost saving measures you found it sounded like you had some kind of a special that you got from American Express and by the way, not that we're endorsing a specific credit card during these videos or even the backpack or um, right. <laughs> the college that we that I used to work for. But at the same time, getting getting these stories and understanding how you came to to this place where you were able to go on these places gives people a little bit of an idea as to how you planned out things, uh, the timeframes that you were able to go with. And um you know, being prepared for those things. So mm-hmm. with respect to say, for example, American Express um, and, and that deal that you got, how did you find out about that? Were you part of a mailing list or was it something that they just randomly sent you? Did you know? So the, the American Express one was actually for Italy. This is back in 2011. Right. Yeah. They, they don't do that um, anymore. They just, cause I actually don't have an account with them anymore. Um, I do either uh, Chase Sapphire Reserve or City Prestige. Those are my top two cards. Um, and I do a lot of traveling. In fact, I only pay for taxes on my airfares because I use a lot of points. I use points for, for trips. And the, the way I do that is I put absolutely every single expense you can think of from a pack of gum that's 99 cents to my mortgage now that's another topic you may say how do you pay your mortgage with a credit card that's one of the questions that uh, i i get asked a lot when i talk to like loan officers and uh there's a company called plastic again not endorsing anyone or anything but uh it's called plastic and uh they are a third-party company who charge so you you pay them and then they charge a 2.5 percent fee and they send a check on your behalf. Okay. So if, if you have like a credit card, like city double cash that gives you a 2% cash back um, and you want to have everything on your credit card, they pretty much, it almost pays off. It depends on what what type of card you have. Um, but I pay everything I can with, with my credit card and then I get the points and then I redeem them. It's like my little savings account without it being a savings account for traveling. Excellent. I actually do something a little similar to that. I actually, um, well, I actually have a, a bunch of little pools that I work with. I have, um, so <laughs> I've developed this 52 week strategy where I take a little bit each time, like every single week, regardless of whether mm-hmm. it's a day week or not. And I just funnel that into a savings account. And at the end of 52 weeks, I built up this pool of a huge amount of money that I can actually move into. That's my vacation fund. So that's, yeah. That's one, that's one area that I work with. Another thing I also do is I go through, and again, not endorsing anybody specific because um, <laughs> there's a lot of companies that do this, but I go through another company called Acorns, uh, which is an right. app that you can get for your phone uh, where you basically, they'll round up. So if you buy that pack of gummy you were talking about for like $1.25, uh, they'll round up to the next dollar, which is $2. And then that 75 cents gets moved over to the Acorn account. 
So as you continue to do this over the year, it's building up more and more and more until you get like this, again, a nice little lump sum. And right before vacation time, I have that funneled over to me. So that way I can use that for my stuff. Um, So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to do this. Like yourself, I also work with uh, getting frequent flyer miles. Um, I I go through a a United for mine. Um, I I go through a mileage plus uh, uh, advantage uh, situation. Um, and I, there's a lot of different things. I can charge the credit card. I can take surveys. Um, mm-hmm. I also, um, for work, I also uh, travel from time to time. And, that, and when I'm doing something like that, I'll book that through my normal work um, account. Uh, but the credit card I use for work, my P card, I actually linked to that specialty account. And so right. using that credit card in order to book specifically hotels and flights, I'm able to get points for those things too. So again, it's like I have this huge chain of a variety of different things that I use in order to be able to get that. It does kind of bite me at the end of the year because I do have to pay taxes on those things, but even still, it's not too difficult. And it's nice to have a pool of a pool of funding at the end of the year. I think that's it pays off at the end. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you on that. So again, good good information. Um, so first off, I'd like to thank you very much for uh being on this podcast and this vlog, it really does mean a lot to me. And it's always good to speak with you. Um, should people want to know a little bit more about Costa Rica, I put your uh, Facebook up on here. It's uh, on Facebook uh, forward slash Jareth, spelled J-E-R-E-T-H dot Camacho, C-A-M-A-C-H-O. Um, is that the best way for them to reach you? Or did, did you want to also provide an email address? I mean, what's, is, or will that work out fine? That, that works perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I think your picture's on there. Thank well. you for it. I, I appreciate you reaching out to me. I I really love, you know, talking about traveling and international stuff. So anytime you need anything or if you have any question, don't don't hesitate to reach out. And you have a trip coming up, I believe, coming up uh, either going to South America or to Iceland, correct? Right. Yeah. Polar <laughs> opposites, quite literally. <laughs> but um, yes, I, I still haven't made up my mind, but that's going to be my little reward for, for my MBA. So and again, congratulations on that too. Thank you. Um, now, uh, if you, again, if, if you enjoyed this, I would really like to have you back to talk about those as well. If you're, if you're so inclined. Sure. Um, absolutely. And uh, it'll be more fresh too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much for this. And again, to my students, um, I want to thank you so much for watching this. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed interviewing Jareth. Um, if you have any questions or concerns, comments, anything you want to touch base with me on, you can always reach me at scott at theprofessortravel.com. In the meantime, I would like to thank you all for uh, your, your vigilance, your attendance. I appreciate it. And may all of your travels be the best ones. Take care, everybody, and goodbye for now. The Professor Travel is a broadcast from Orange County, California. A transcript of each podcast may be requested by contacting The Professor Travel at his website, theprofessortravel.com. For opportunities to work with The Professor Travel, feel free to contact Scott at theprofessortravel.com or contact us through YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook at The Professor Travel or Twitter at TheProfessorTR1. Make every day a great day to have a travel adventure.